0: Hello and welcome to the Hume podcast, where we sit down with people from our community and discover what makes Oldham Hume Grammar School the special place that it is. Alongside our teaching staff, students, alumni, and parents, we discuss the topics that really matter to us and delve deep into the heart of our school. I'm Claire Brownlee, Director of External Relations, and I'm here with my co host, Matthew Grant, Modern Languages teacher and head of Year 8. Today, we are talking to Duncan Robertson, our Director of Music, and Praise Sasraku, a Year 13 student who is an accomplished pianist, sings in the school choir, has been a regular member of the school show, played in concerts, and has competed in the music festival. Welcome, Mr Robertson and Praise.
1: Thank you very much. Hello, nice to be here.
0: So, Mr. Robertson, music, it's an integral part of life at Hume, isn't it? Tell us a bit about what opportunities students here have to study and participate in all things musical.
1: There's kind of um, three or four different strands to that, because obviously we have curriculum music lessons, um, which for year seven to nine is once a week as part of the other subjects that they do in the regular timetable but we also have options for uh, peripatetic uh, instrumental tuition if if students want to get a little bit more specialised instruction on instruments or on vocal tuition Um, obviously we also have a big extracurricular program as well um, which i'm sure we'll get on to be talking about later on in this podcast which gives students lots of opportunity to to perform to express themselves to be part of a group and to sort of bring their skills and abilities into sort of new areas. And for those students who want to pursue the study of music a little bit further, of course, we've got GCSE and A-level um, study as well uh, going forward.
0: Music is a huge subject when you think about all of the different genres there are and their history. How do you approach teaching that to pupils in year seven and and older and above? What topics do they study and and why?
1: Yeah, that's quite a tricky one. We have to tailor the curriculum, obviously, to the pupils that we have and to the environment that we have. So we have three teaching classrooms, one of which is completely uh, decked out with keyboards and are fixed there. And another room's a bit more sort of multi-purpose. So we've got a, a middle room which is full of uh, computers for our GCSE and A-level students to do their compositions on. So we have to plan a curriculum that would work in that space, as well as trying to get something as uh, wide as possible, to give as many pupils as much access to different types of music as they can. I guess the underlying principle is to introduce basic kind of music skills and then develop them as they sort of revisit similar topics in in years going forward. So in year seven, they get a basic keyboard skills unit to start off with um, about piano technique and making the connection between uh, the symbols that they see those funny notes on lines and the keys on a piano and what the fingers are supposed to do. And then in year eight, they start to apply those skills to sort of genre specific, types of music such as the blues or um, minimalism we look at as well sort of um, American art form and then in year nine we start to prepare for GCSE topics in a little bit more depth and um, introduce uh, music technology using some online applications such as Ableton and Soundtrap that we're able to access via um, our Chromebooks. So
2: Duncan, what is it that you think about music lessons that pupils enjoy the most? (laughs)
1: well um it's probably a question for the pupils (laughs) rather than for me not every subject is for everybody i mean i do appreciate that but um generally i find that pupils prize quite highly the chance to kind of break the code of what this strange musical notation means they all certainly want to be able to produce some kind of tune or some kind of pleasing melody that they're able to create themselves by sitting at a keyboard or picking up a ukulele, which um, we also do in year seven, or or, um, developing an interesting kind of rhythm on an African drum, which we look at in year eight. I've recently, Top two-year Nine Boys classes, at 9M and 9R, are out to you, hello, um, on musical theatre. And I can tell you right now that they absolutely loved singing those um, musical theatre choruses we were teaching them, to the extent that they're still asking for those, even though we've moved on to another topic completely. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, it's, everybody's different. And there's some people that won't be into that at all, and that's absolutely fine. But we try and cater for as many um, as possible.
2: And do all students have a chance to learn a new musical instrument or do they, or can they continue with an existing one? Well, I mean, both,
1: absolutely. So we have an incredibly talented, highly qualified team of peripatetic instrumental and vocal teachers that visit the school. They are all um, also very high-level professional musicians as well in their own right. They're not just teachers, but they actually go out there in the industry and they perform and they play and they sing and we have this system, which is a chargeable extra. what's known as a chargeable extra. So it's in addition to your, the curriculum lessons. And they, they cost at the moment for this academic year, £18.50 a lesson. And that's uh, between the, the teacher and the, and the student. And they continue getting lessons on the piano or brass instruments or the violin or um, saxophone, clarinet, flute, I and mean, lots of different instruments, as well as the voice and continue with those as far as they want to go or they can pick up another instrument as well, though they have to be very mindful of course that every instrument that you learn requires practice, it costs money and um, you've got your curriculum lessons as well, that you mustn't let that be impacted too much. So it actually places a lot of responsibility on students, which I think is a very good life lesson, how to manage your time. Um, as well as learning how to play a musical instrument and kind of express yourself.
0: Can I just jump in there? Because it's interesting that you brought up the idea. It's not really an idea, but practice. And I was a very bad clarinet player at school <laughs> and I didn't <laughs> practice. So, <laughs> And it's, it's one of my big regrets in life. So I would encourage any student who doesn't want to practice to keep doing it anyway. Just keep going because you know, you may well regret it if you stop doing it. Uh, I still have a clarinet and it sits in my attic not played, which is very, very sad. You
1: know, the amount of times people say that to me after they leave school, if I had a pound for every time somebody said that, <laughs> I would be able to retire. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many times we say it, but yeah, practice. You only get better by practice. And the better you are at an instrument... The more in control you are of it, the more you you feel comfortable with it. The more reward you get from it, and the more you want to do it. More. I mean, it's it's a kind of self feeding loop.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Praise. Let's bring you in here. So you've had piano lessons throughout throughout your time at school, and you also sing in the choir. What's been your experience of music here at Hume?
3: So well, um, for my experience at Hume, I've seen it all. I've done it all. Uh, I mean, what isn't there to talk about, really?
0: <laughs> so you were definitely practising then, unlike me?
3: Well, it's a bit of a story, really. Um, back when I was in year six, I had a tough time finding time to practise. And then at the very start of year seven, even then I had a tough time starting to practise. Um, even when I had piano lessons with um, the retired um, Mrs. Eastham, I still had a very hard time learning to practice and just learning um continuously about what i know now and um that's something i do regret as well practices especially when you um want to compete in the big leagues with um people like uh nathan green or um i don't know uh chris wiley or people who have left um like people like those who have inspired me to do better in my musical journey, and um, yeah, it's been a great experience, really, from the very start of year seven up until now. Um, I've not, oh well, I've done my best not to miss a single um, piano lesson or choir rehearsal or drama rehearsal, whatever it is. Uh, the experience is always exciting, meeting new people, discovering what types of music they're into, what types of drama they're into. And um, you know, just building relationships from there, is, it's great and it builds up your confidence to perform better and go beyond what you can already do.
2: So, praise, could you could you give us an example of how people show off their musical talent at Hume?
3: So for me, my musical talent was shown off at the music festival. Um, that was the very first time I performed ever in front of a couple of people, um, because um, back then, I was very introverted. My confidence wasn't as it is now. I wasn't as outgoing as I am now. I wouldn't have done a drama production back then. if.
0: For those who are listening into the podcast, Mr. Robertson is looking very surprised at that statement. That there was a lack of confidence there. Would you like to um, elaborate?
3: <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I mean, I was just a really shy person. I just didn't know what to do with... Um, the talent that I had, and I didn't know how to express it because, um, well, I didn't know anybody. Um, but uh, when I met Mr. Robertson for the first time, having our very first music lesson singing Magnificat, he told me to get involved with the choir. And um, it's what um, got me to, you know, keep going uh, with this musical journey to um, continue with piano lessons, to even improve by myself now. Um, I have a teacher called Mr. Wealdon and he's a jazz teacher and um, I have a lot of um, similarities with him in terms of the way I play and it's really fun because um, you don't meet many people who have a similar style to what you have and a very unique style to what you have. Um, But in terms of the experience, um, for the majority of it I was pretty much self-taught and um, had to do it all by myself and it's pretty difficult, it gets very lonely um those lonely nights where you're just writing notes continuously um it's not depressing at all but um yeah uh i say for pupils at home who want to express themselves just be a part of every musical um musical uh club that you can um do music festivals Um, mr oaks says pay for the lessons do that whatever you can it will help you in terms of your musical experience and building up your confidence in anything really. And once you do that, you're, you're through the roof. Your skills will be through the roof. Your excitement will be through the roof. Everything, everything just goes through the roof.
2: So now we're on the run up to Christmas and we all know music plays a very important part in that. The annual Christmas carol service will be taking place at St. Anne's church in Manchester on the 11th of December, uh, which features a school choir. So uh, both of you must be deep in practice and preparations for that performance. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Well, certainly it's a big traditional uh, Christmas event. It's a big public event right in the heart of Manchester, St Anne's Church, right next to all the Christmas markets. I mean, it's the whole big Christmas, traditional Christmas experience, all kind of wrapped up in one one big nice present. And it's a very Hume kind of centric thing. I mean, it's... It follows what we call a traditional nine lessons and carols template. So it's a mixture of readings telling the whole sort of journey of um, humanity from the creation up to uh, the the birth of Jesus Christ in the uh, nativity, interspersed with lots of traditional um, carols like Heart, the Herald Angels Sing or Come All Ye Faithful and choir-only anthems, which um, are generally... Written or arranged by me for our choir, so it's all bespoke um, uh, writing, and we start rehearsing that in the beginning of uh, September or middle of September sometimes because we have other, you know, we've got speech night and other things as well that we've got to work for. But really, the preparation for the Carl service begins as soon as the Carl service that year has finished. The first thing I do is I usually put on a a Google form onto the choir classroom and invite all members of the choir to give feedback on what they think that they enjoyed about it and have they got any requests for what we do next year and building on what they tell me. I try and um, work out what the program's going to be and I start composing or arranging. Usually during the middle of the summer holidays, so July when it's like 30 degrees plus outside and I'm doing Holly in the Ivy and jingle bells or where? well maybe not jingle bells but <laughs> I mean the thing to I mean Christmas music at Christmas there's a place for everything there's a place for um your slades and your wizards and there's a place for your jingle bells and there's a place for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and there's a place for O all Ye Faithful and there's a place for um Gaudete which is uh, probably the choir's favorite um, Christmas chorus that we'll be doing this year it is very much You'll only get this experience at Hume, this particular experience at Hume. And we talk a lot about the family atmosphere of Hume, and we're rightly very proud of that. And I think the choir at Christmas is a very good example because every year we have. Previous members, pupils who've left the school, they've gone off to university or they've gone on to the, the world of work and they come back every year to join in with the choir for the Christmas carol service because it means so much to them. It's like coming home for Christmas. Um, so I always feel very proud of that and I'm, and we'll be seeing a few um, old faces again this year, so I'm really looking forward to that.
0: That sounds like a, a huge performance and, and really enjoyable for everybody, that, everybody that's involved. I can kind of feel the Christmas joy coming through the through the microphone there. So there's obviously other musical events that are happening in the school during the lead up to Christmas. Tell us a bit about those as well, as if you're not busy enough. Uh,
1: well, quite. Well, I suppose as far as the senior school concerned, there's a Christmas assembly. So the very last day of term, but uh, last year certainly we had a couple of Christmas assemblies. So the choir perform, we get some students maybe to perform some things, some readings that needs to be rehearsed, that needs to be prepared for um we have well this year i'm hoping that we've got a brand new soul band that we just started that mr mercer murray my colleague has started who'll then be playing at that for the first time that'll be their debut so um, that's an extra thing that we've added but it's also important to remember that hume is from like nursery up to sixth form so christmas at hume is also the infants and the juniors doing their Christmas concerts, their rehearsals, and which uh, my colleague Mr Mercer Murray works very hard on and class teachers work hard on. And the kind of the stars of the future start to cut their teeth on performing in in public and, and, uh, you know, parents come and it's just, it's just a lovely thing. And then we see them later on, you know, a few years later on, they're in sixth form, and in school show or whatever, and I'm thinking, I remember when you were in kindergarten, as it was then, and here you are now. It's, I mean, it's a great thing that we have here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So something that Praise touched upon earlier, I'd like to explore a little bit with you both. And at our most recent speech night, you mentioned that uh, as well, uh, Mr. Robertson, our guest of honour was a submariner turned barrister who works for the Royal Navy, but her first love at school was music and she went on to study this at, at university. And I'm interested to hear what you think about the sorts of skills that students gain studying music and, or learning to play an instrument that broadens their skill sets in wider areas. Cause it's not just about the music. It's about flexing their brain differently, isn't it? And teaching them how to be disciplined and have commitment as Praise talked about earlier. Can we explore that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the one thing that you've got to, if you're learning how to play a musical instrument and kind of become a musician, no matter what level you eventually reach, because everybody is different, it requires an investment of time. It requires time management skills. It requires um, an ability to realise that, if you're, you know if you're in a group you're in a, a choir or an orchestra or whatever it is that you have got a part in a bigger picture like in a bigger whole. it's team skills it's self-expression and it's understanding the importance of hard work and not giving up when it it would be easy to give up but actually seeing that the bigger picture these are these are great things that you'll get through learning how to play a musical instrument and becoming a musician or learning how to sing and, and becoming a, a great singer. Um, we have had several of those certainly in, the, in school in the past. And I mean, these are transferable skills. These are the sort of things, you know, that employers will going to value very highly. So you're somebody that uh, has got the self-discipline and the commitment and the reliability to turn up to rehearsals and perform in a, in a, in a big concert or in a show or whatever it is. That means that you're able to work with other people, other creative people. You can work in your own bit, you understand where you fit in. You know, there's, just a, there's a lot really that you get skills unconsciously while you're um, in that process of learning how to play or to sing.
0: Yeah, and, and Praise, would you agree with what Mr Robertson has shared there? Do you think your musical endeavours have kind of broadened your experience and educated your approach to other parts of your life as well?
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's um, changed a lot um from being that kid back in year seven to performing at speech night which was one of the highlights of my last year was really amazing like just music in general just um just changes everything once you put the work in the dedication if you have the discipline you can really go very far with it yeah it's it's really it's really changed a lot for me like i went from almost never touching the piano to almost sitting on it every single day, trying to learn and discover something new, as well as, you know, broaden my knowledge through A-level music, which Mr. Robertson is pushing me very hard to do, (laughs) getting those essays done, making sure I listen to music and making sure that I'm just all around, just touching music as much as possible. And yeah, um, away from all the school things that I do, it's a really great distraction as well. It really helps me um, focus and it really helps me keep keep imagining and, you know, just like what's what I can make out of this or what I can make out of that. It does take a lot of time, but if you put the work in, it, it can really do wonders for you.
0: Well, it's definitely paying off because I've heard you play and it's absolutely wonderful. Me too. Thank
3: you
2: very much. Um, so just back to Mr. Robertson now. Um, Praise mentioned earlier the music festival that takes place next term.
1: Uh, Could you tell us a bit more about that? Of course I could. So the music festival is a very large scale music competition. It takes place on the last Monday of uh, next half term. So that's just before the half term holiday in the spring term. And... People will put in the application forms. They'll fill in the form to say what they want to do, play uh, an instrument or sing or whatever it is. We have uh, trophies for the the, the Junior Cup for years seven and eight, the Intermediate for years nine and 10, and the Senior Cup for years 11 to 13. And I mean, I'm sitting right next to a former winner, by the way. Can I just (laughs) say the the aura of greatness is (laughs) just completely overwhelming. But I'll tell you, winning these trophies means a lot it's a lot of currency in that I mean once you get your name etched on the side of a trophy in a school like this it's like immortality you've got a bit of a legacy now because people will always see your name there and know that you did that thing you were that winner of that competition the Monday is the whole day given over to the music festival and classes are invited to come along and sit and be part of the audience and i know the temptation to miss lessons is quite a large driving motivation for that but i have to say that when we have a hall full of kids from um, you know year seven up to year 13 they listen most respectfully to these people that are putting themselves on the line they're stepping up to the plate and and performing and um i mean praise will uh, testify to that because he's been there um, and last year we, i mean we were trying to find extra seats from all over the place the hall was absolutely full but it was a terrific atmosphere it was a really great thing and after covid and the the kind of disruption that that had to music making especially so we, we kind of went dark for a couple of years it was awful to have that cathartic experience of 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 um, year seven up to year thirteen stepping up and performing and having an audience who's very receptive and appreciative was terrific and then um, on the Thursday of that week, we have our concert the music festival concert where the winners and, and associate other acts that um, and performers that we think are worthy uh, you know worthwhile asking to come and play again will then play to like a public performance so audience some mums and dads and friends and family and so on come in to see them and uh and that is it and it's a really big part of the hume calendar and i can honestly tell you from day one of this of, of the the term in september i had pupils coming up to me and asking me when the music festival was because they wanted to get going on it as soon as possible
3: i mean have you heard the music rooms like everyone's literally in there practicing like i've seen so many groups of um kids from year seven up until um, year 11 going in there just being expressive just making sure that they're getting ready even some guys I know in back in year 11 they're taking music lessons guys who I never thought would take music lessons in a million years uh, they're just trying to train for this and it really shows that the impact that most of the performers have Um, just seeing their peers just go up there have the confidence to just perform like that in front of people it's really inspired them to do the same same with drama it's really great seeing um everyone just get involved and getting ready for this because i know it's about to be a big one i mean it's my last one (laughs) so it's got it's got to be amazing obviously it it has to be i've
1: got to say praise is an amazing ambassador for school music he is just great his enthusiasm his reliability i mean he's there every rehearsal boom he's there and obviously as deputy head boy somebody that they, you know everybody looks up to he's setting such a good example partly why i asked him on to this because i knew that he'd uh, he'd be a very good <laughs> very good interviewee
2: so have you got a a tune in mind for this year's music festival praise or is it a secret always a secret <laughs> Seven years of work going into that one then. Bunch of teas. It's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame him. He's got to keep the audience uh, you know, on tenterhooks there and, uh, and then wow them on the day. I understand, Mr. Robertson, that you're also a judge for Hume's Got Talent. Now, I guess most of us have seen Britain's Got Talent on our version, the annual showcase of Hume's pupils showing off their talent. Obviously, Britain's Got Talent has got some great one-liners on it um, from some of those pitches. Have you, pref- have you prepared your one-liners? I,
1: I never prepare the one-liners. If they, if it happens, it happens. It's spontaneous. It's reacting to the moment. Uh, I feel that if I was to go in with some pre-prepared material, it would kill it. Do you know what I mean? I've got to feed off the vibe. That's that's the whole thing. The has got talent. I mean, that, that's another good example i mean it's i suppose it's not really music specific but it generally is um people performing some sort of music and um it's another opportunity for um our pupils to um express themselves to perform to um go that extra mile and push themselves a little bit further um, and i never know what i'm going to um you know what we're going to be faced with every year it's always always very different we've had some very eclectic acts in the past <laughs> <laughs> as well as some very, very high quality ones as well, of course. But there we go.
0: That, it's interesting that you you mentioned the kind of eclectic-ness, for want of a better phrase, if you see what I mean. It's not just about singing. It's about everything. It's about creativity. And I, I was just this morning actually listening to a TED talk about creativity and how the speaker believed that education tends to not give creativity and literacy equal status. And that we tend to educate our, our children out of their creative capacities as they, as they grow older through their schooling life. It doesn't feel that that's the case at Hume. So I'm hoping I already know the answer to this question. But it feels that Hume is a really great mix of creative and academic and where those two things cross over. So students are encouraged to express their creativity and, and you know, have a go at things. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't go so well the first time, try again, that kind of element of of, of teaching and, and learning. Would you yeah, agree? Yeah, well, certainly,
1: sort of empowerment and resilience and... Um, And in terms of, I mean, we just had our, um, I suppose it's now become known as the Winter Show. We had that just last week um, on the theme of Shakespeare. We had, um, I don't know how many um, pupils involved in it, but a big cross-section of our school. And it's a tremendous, I don't know what Praise thinks about this, but I think the the cultural mix of this school is really exciting. So we've got... um, We've got lots of um, pupils coming in from you know the African community or um and Asian communities and sort of white communities with different traditions different abilities different um kind of uh, energies that they bring to things and all joining together I mean they were, they were all doing Shakespeare I mean all of them in in very different um kind of um ways so we had bits of West Side Story we had bits of um you know chunks from Othello and and uh, choruses from Kiss Me Kate, all Shakespeare linked. But I mean, completely even platform. But everybody was was getting involved. A real community um, project, and that's I suppose that's the strength of the arts, is and the strength of the um, the kind of the the way that we are now in, in Hume that that it's for everybody the school show is for everybody it's not just for um a little group of people that always do it it's for everybody to take that step and just have a go at something i don't know what you think praise Do you agree or
3: yeah i i mean i have to agree i mean like uh we have so many different a very diverse group of people coming from everywhere from uh as you said, Africa the African community, Asian community, ev- just everyone wants to get involved, and it's just it's really it's really cool because uh, you get to again you get to build relationships off it, and you get to build um, really great friendships, and that inspires more friendships, and it it just built just that building togetherness and that teamwork is enough to make the show you know great, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, with beauty and the beast and that's exactly what happened with the winter show and that that was really great
2: yeah i think that that links really nicely to what we were talking about on our last podcast um about diversity with uh, with mrs vose um so if anyone's listening and hasn't listened to that i suggest you go and check that out (laughs) excellent
0: plug there matt well done 10 out of 10 thank you (laughs) yes
1: it's it's like we rehearsed that bit brilliant (laughs)
0: Wasn't even practiced. It's just fantastic. <laughs>
1: yeah. well, he's a natural, though, Matt, isn't he? Now, he's, he's Absolutely. Got a complete, smooth operator.
0: Tell us about your personal musical highlights working at Hume.
1: Oh, oh, no. <laughs> That's a very hard question to answer. Um, there are so many. I've been here since 2011. So, not as long as some people by some stretch of the uh, imagination, but um, nevertheless, enough to have been um, put in a decent innings now. And um, I suppose there was, I mean, there was those big choral concerts that uh, my predecessor, Mr. Hume, uh, ran, which um, we, we initially sort of carried on, but that's what praise was talking about in the Magnificat earlier on. That was a big choral concert we did in his first year. Um, didn't put him off, though. Um, but um, I was sort of playing the piano. There was a, a big piece called Feel the Spirit, which was a whole lot of um, spirituals that had been set um, for chorus, it's very jazzy, and it was just really good fun uh, to play. And we had uh, Saskia Edwards, koralchuk who was um, a deputy head girl, and um, was the soprano soloist for that. And we had a big choir, and that was a, that was quite a highlight. Since I took over as director of music, um, I suppose we had the the Armistice Centenary concert, was a, um, which we did obviously in twenty eighteen. Was quite an emotional um, uh, performance. I was quite proud of that coming together and sort of um, doing something about the memory of of people from Hume and who you know served in uh, the World Wars and other, other conflicts as well, of course. But really, I think my proudest moments are always, and it comes back to the choir, funnily enough. I mean, I feel like I'm plugging the choir quite a lot, but we do have the carol service coming up. Sunday, the 11th of December, 5 p.m. St Anne's Church. Entrance is free. Great. Um, yeah, thank you. But I remember Praise in Year 7, and he was one of the boy soloists for Once in Royal David City. Um, along with uh, Frankie Thomas and Oscar Madocroft, um the three of them um, together sang that um, solo line I know it's a bit of a contradiction in terms three people singing a solo but you get what I mean and it's just an example uh, I mean there's many other examples like that where you you have those people who join the choir in year seven and then there comes a point where you realise they've been with the choir for like three or four years and they've They've got all that repertoire under their belt now. And if they're a lad, there's a point where they cross over to be singing in the bass section or the tennis section. That's a real moment, and they've been with you all that time. That is always a big, proud moment. And last year, despite my um, tough, hard Scottish exterior, um, we went to our carol service rehearsal, having not been able to do it for a couple of years due to COVID. And to finally got to that church with that choir to do those Christmas numbers, I got re- uh, just a little bit teary. <laughs> I won't, I won't deny it. There was a bit of a trembling, wobbling bottom lip. Um, but but we we did it, and I, I, I'll never ever forget that. I'll never forget that um, as long as I live.
0: Wait wait uh, a minute. Teachers are human.
1: Uh, Teachers uh, yeah, putting the human into
2: human. Don't uh, don't let will. that secret get out, Duncan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, I, don't, I don't know, Brem. praise, would you, highlights? Have you already talked about that? Or?
3: Mm, it has to be the very first time I heard Gaudete. It <laughs> has to be the very first time. That song, uh, you have to go see it, I'd say. And I'm not going to tell you about it. okay. You, you just have to go let's, see it. Yeah, but, leave us waiting. Um, yeah, that, great way to plug it. Yeah. Uh, Apart from that, um, that was my first time at choir um, and uh, my first music festival, which really stood out to me. There's also the very first time I've even performed, which was back in year seven, South Pacific. Um, That was a very long time ago. Uh, But I mean, I do still remember being the the kid who was flying that airplane around and singing a solo with um, one of the sixth form girls at the time, I think um yeah that that has made one of the highlights and um yeah there's many more but I think those are the main ones that stand out to me.
2: So Duncan have you ever had a moment where you've been taken by surprise by a student in a Susan Boyle-esque moment you know as (laughs) someone picked up a bassoon or whatever and surprised you with their talent that you were unaware aware of
1: well i mean we have many heroes and heroines in uh, our school of course who have gone on that journey um and i mean I, w- I wouldn't say i mean big surprise or anything um or maybe to them it might be a bit of a surprise i do remember one um former pupil who in year seven i don't think he'd ever really played the piano before or or had lessons or anything like that and his first Kind of his first contact with learning to play the keyboard was those uh, keyboard exercises that we used to use um, for year seven uh, keyboard lessons. And he I mean, he just totally got it. And before long, he was having proper piano lessons with uh, the same teacher that Praise used to have, Mrs. Easton and uh, violin lessons as well. And by the time he'd left the school, he was playing really complex um very advanced um uh piano solos uh, by by memory as well, by totally by ear. Um and, and amazing And processing all that information is quite something, but he really it really was start starting with those um kind of basic keyboard lessons that Hume. That was Douglas Haig. I don't know if you remember him, but he was yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's I suppose that's one I mean I don't think he knew. And then it all happened and then he was, uh, by the end, he was, you know, leading man in the in the school show and in the orchestra and playing in the music festivals and all these um, sort of things. So you never know.
0: It's always nice to be surprised, isn't it? <laughs> Just when you think you know everything. Absolutely. So apart from Douglas and uh, Praise, of course, you must have taught some outstanding musicians, both creatively and technically as well. Do you follow them after they've left school or what have they gone on to? Tell us a bit more about some of those.
1: Well, they really do like to keep in touch. And like I say, that um, the Christmas carol service, when they come back to sing for that, it's a really good sort of point of contact because they're always keen to, you know, let you know how they're getting on. I'm very keen to find out as well. I mean, it really is. Um, a big old community that just extends beyond sort of your school career. Uh, Praise mentioned Nathan Green um, earlier on, I mean he was a very high ability violinist and a, nice, a really good classical tenor singer, um, who again like Praise he sang that once in Royal David City solo in, in the um, Christmas Carl service, the, uh, Liam Brophy did it last year so um, every now and again we do sort of keep that uh, going. Um, Nathan's now studying chemistry at Durham um, University, but he's also he's a choral scholar at the Chapel of St. John's. He sings with a Chamber Choir, sings with an early music consort. He plays the violin in University Orchestra, so keep the music going. Ella Kaye, um, an absolutely superb saxophonist, um, and she was an A level music student when she was at Hume and went off to study music at uni. She's now an award winning composer. She specialises in new technology, electroacoustic music. Um, she's been listened to all over the world. She's um, written music for the World Mayors Summit in Argentina. She's done residencies at London and Kent University. Um, Emma Butler, fantastic flute player. She's now a really highly qualified music therapist. Uh, based in Yorkshire, working in children's hospices and um, dementia care and adults with learning disabilities. And Saskia, who I mentioned earlier on as well, who I had the pleasure of accompanying for her Grade 8 singing exam, she got a distinction, went on to sing the London Symphony Chorus for three years, she's now in Cambridge. Um, she's uh, taking leading roles in music productions, she sings with the Bodleian College Choir, um and she's even now considering a possible um operatic training so who knows what the future's got in store but um they all started their musical education at hume so you know we must be doing something right looking forward to hearing what praise gets up to in the next couple of years i've got to say yeah i've It's very exciting, I think.
0: So just to to recap, the dates for the diaries are for the uh, carol service?
1: For the carol service, Sunday the 11th of December, 5pm St Anne's Church, right in the heart of Manchester. And then Monday, the 6th of February, is the music festival. And then Thursday, the 9th of February, is the music festival concert, which will be 7pm in the main hall here at the school. Just one Excellent. final question, Duncan, where do you find all the time for this? <laughs> well, um,
2: that's, a very, good question. that's as, a
3: very good question.
1: As anybody who knows me will know, um, I am a very big Doctor Who fan and I'm therefore uh, more than capable of knowing how to travel through time and uh, make uh, as much time as possible for these things.
0: So you're a secret physicist as well as a musician? <laughs>
1: I am
3: not a secret physicist. <laughs> not a physicist at all. So, tell me, do I win the music festival next year?
2: <laughs> I think we might need to uh, exterminate this interview now.
3: <laughs> oh, well, see what you did there. Yeah. Very good. <laughs>
2: Fantastic.
0: Duncan, praise. Thank you very much for your time today. That was, that was a, a brilliant overview of what's happening uh, around school. Do you have any final words that you'd like to share with us? Praise?
3: Get creative. Oh, Brilliant. I'll see you walls very soon and um, bring your a game. May the best man win. (laughs) And he used to be shy. He tells us he used to be shy.
1: Anyway, there we go.
0: See what you've done there. (laughs) I know.
1: Get involved. It could be you next.
2: (laughs) That's it for this episode. And thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, ohgs.co.uk.